Welcome to the Miles Not Included podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian. Run with us as we talk training, racing, and everything in between. Welcome to episode six. I'm Brian. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great, Brian. What's going on over there? Uh, the usual. You know, it's Sunday night recording this and uh, feeling a little sore from this weekend's long run. How about yourself? Oh, well, yeah, I'm feeling yesterday good. I actually took today off, which was very nice because I was just trashed after yesterday. <laughs> That's a good thing, though, I, I think. Yeah, I, we'll we'll find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, you want to get right into Miles in Review? Let's do it. Miles in Review. So how you uh, how was your week in running, Joe? So yeah, so overall it was good. I ended up uh, taking, like I said, taking today off. But uh, otherwise, pretty happy. Um, about similar mileage to last week, I backed off just a little bit. Uh, took it down just a few miles there. Had a nice quality workout. Everything was on treadmill uh, due to the little snow and cold that rolled in, which I guess we'll talk about in just a bit, so I won't get too much into that. But uh, probably the highlight, I did a quality workout on Thursday. I did a cut down, which my definition of a cut down uh, for marathon training, I started out a couple miles easy and then took it uh, – Actually, I used I used I got real crazy, Brian. Now hold on, I got crazy here. I used every fifty calories. I took it up point one miles an hour. Ooh, yeah, I know. Look at that. And then uh, just kind of kept going until I couldn't go any faster. And it probably was about uh, maybe twenty seconds below my goal marathon pace for St. Louis. So it was good overall. It was about eight miles, about two miles warm up, uh, half mile cool down, and then. A number of progressively faster miles, which uh, for the treadmill, it surprisingly the time kind of flew, so it was good. But yeah, and then ended up on that long run yesterday, which was 16 miles, which was my furthest of this training cycle, which is great. It was a lot flatter than the last couple weeks that we did, but still, for whatever reason, maybe it's the fact that it's two hours of running. I don't know, but yeah, I was I was pretty exhausted and elected to take today off. Good stuff. Yeah, what you got going on? I was pretty much in the same boat as you. I pulled it back a little bit this week. Uh, that was unplanned for me. It was really more because my wife happened to be out of town, and it was you know just working in miles where I could. I was running most of this week after work, and you know hitting the treadmill at the gym because that's just what was convenient. And like you said, snow rolled in, and that doesn't make things any easier. Uh, I didn't have the quality that you got in this week, but my long run was just a touch over 16 this week. I ran with a different group of guys than I normally do, but they were able to hang at the about the same pace we normally do. So that all worked out well. The course was also flat, uh, a little bit flatter than we've had those past couple of weeks. And that's probably a good thing because I was feeling beat after some of those runs over the past couple of weekends. And then today I took the day off. I hit the gym, did a couple of squats, a bit of extra stretching and uh you know, a little bit of upper body but not much, just enough to hopefully keep things tight. Show off. <laughs> Speaking of show off, I was I I killed it with the planks this week. I think I got 3 in and now I didn't time it so I could be totally off, but I've got to be up to like 
20 second planks brian it's, i figured you were gonna say 20 minute planks that's you know what i, I don't see what I, nothing's gonna stop me now i'm rolling speaking of rolling too i uh i registered for st louis i dropped i dropped the money i'm in and strangely enough so did i all right so, so i guess we're locked and loaded there uh yeah with a fully refundable hotel room right <laughs> Not that I've ever needed that before. No, not no, not at all. So yeah, so I'm kind of I'm kind of psyched. What's our, we're down to? You got the it's sixty three days, I believe sixty two, sixty three. All right, let me do the quick math. Hold on, hold on. Nine weeks. That's about nine too that. soon. Yeah, I almost had a math minor in college. Can you can you believe that? <laughs> it, and he did pull up a calculator to do that, folks. Well, it, actually, I got a spreadsheet with it pre-populated, so <laughs> makes it a little bit easier. Well, good. What do you think? Should we roll on? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to the show. Welcome back. So this week, we thought we'd do something a little bit different than having a guest, and we'd give you our top 10 things that help us plow through winter running. Brian, top top eight. Not top ten? No, eight. We, we couldn't afford the last two? I don't know. That's all we got, man. Let's go with it. Eight. Uh, all right. Then I, I guess it's our top eight things to help plow through winter running. So we're going to let you know our top eight things that help get us through winter runs. So I guess I'll go first. One of my top things is having a destination race or a spring race on your calendar. You know, really having that motivation out there to plow through your miles makes a huge difference. And then if you choose a destination race, you know, knowing you, you're you going somewhere warm, for example, I know that this time of year, the, there's a lot of races in the south. You've got, you know, Disney, which already happened, and Houston, which already happened. But, you know, it's just great time to travel a little bit and, you know, hopefully go somewhere a little bit warmer than it is here. Avoid some of the snow. Oh, definitely. I don't. I don't know about you, but I think I'm at the point where, unless I have a race in general on the calendar, it's extremely hard for me to to get up and train. So, yeah, I love this one. I I did uh, Arizona. You did Arizona. We did it together the one year, but I did uh, Arizona for four or five years, and that was huge. Just in keeping motivated and yeah, getting up for it and getting through all those cold mornings and cold evenings. Yeah, it's it's just great motivation. All right, let's let's look at number seven. I got I got number seven for you, Brian. You ready for this one? I'm ready. All right, get yourself a running group. I again, this is something I fully subscribe to. I was thinking back on this winter. I don't think I've run solo outside once. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what that says, but so yeah. So I am definitely a subscriber to this. I mean. Get that group so that you get that pressure. You got the texts, whatever, you know, however however you guys coordinate. But, yeah, if you know there's a couple of people out there, it just makes it that much easier to to throw on throw on the gear and get out there and get it done. Yeah, the number of runs that I've skipped because I'm rolling out of bed and I look outside and there's snow on the ground and I go right back into bed and sleep for another hour. So yeah. I completely agree. Knowing that someone's out there waiting for you and, you know, counting on you to be there it, – helps get you out that door and moving yeah i mean i I don't know what i would do i I guess i'd be 
I'd be watching a lot more bad TV on the treadmill. Uh, but yeah, it just, I don't know. There's just something about it, isn't it? The fact that it's like, yeah, if there's somebody waiting out there, it is infinitely easier than it, than it is if it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to go hit it. Just especially during the winter, it makes it 50 times harder. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So I guess we'll keep moving on. Number six, uh, I think that a headlamp really helps in the winter, especially with the the days getting shorter and, you know, early morning you get up, you get out there, it's pitch black and, you know, it's so demotivating to be out there in just the darkness and hopefully you're at least running by the, the sun starting to come up on the horizon, but you know, having that treadmill, or that headlamp. Get off there, the treadmill, yeah. <laughs> it really helps get you out there. You're, you're not wearing the headlamp on the treadmill, are you? Oh, was I not supposed to? <laughs> no wonder you're going through batteries like you are. <laughs> yeah, no, you, it's definitely worth worth the investment in, in a good light because, I don't know, in, during, there's always that one guy out there, right, who doesn't have the headlamp trying to sponge light off others. Yeah, not... <laughs> I've been that guy many a time. <laughs> not worth it in in the uh, not worth it in the winter, and I guess related to I mean besides the headlamp, it's, it's pay for the pay for the gear, get a little reflective gear. You've got I mean you've got a nice jacket, so you're uber bright out there. What is it like? I don't even yeah. neon. Yeah, I have the the jacket that's as bright as the sun, so I don't <laughs> need the, the headlamp. <laughs> But yeah, that's the other thing too. Is besides the headlamp, so you can see what you're about to uh, trip on. It's get the jacket so that you've got that full visibility, not just from the front from oncoming cars, but from behind. And if you're running in groups, I know that can be a problem. You start going three, four right, wide across the streets, and you want to make sure that people from behind can see you. So w- worth a couple bucks there too. Well, and you, I think that some of the best things about the headlamp are are messing around with that running group that you're running with, tap someone on the shoulder, have them turn and look at you in the eye as your headlamp is shining right in their face. Just blind them. (laughs) And on that same note, it's also good to know what you're getting into with the headlamp. Um, If you run with it long enough, when you turn it off, you can still see it. It's almost like it's burning a spot in your vision. It's it's funny. Did I tell you? So when I did the Grand Canyon, oh my gosh, I don't think I told you the story. So when I did the Grand Canyon, the last, I don't know, it felt like 30 hours, but maybe it was like the last couple hours climbing out of the canyon. So yeah, I had it on full. I, I don't even know how bright these things get, but yeah, super bright. And so I was just watching that as I trudged uphill. And when I when I went to bed for like the hour before I fell asleep, that's all I saw was that ridiculously bright light just going back and forth. It was pretty, pretty bad. So I don't know how we got there. Sorry. All right. Let's move on then. Off headlamp into your favorite, Brian. You, if you want to be successful in the winter, you got to make sure you have a good neck and face warmer. So for those of you who can't see the visual on the screen here, we're talking about you want like a something that's, you know, one of these these uh i don't even know what you call it it's synthetic nylon rayon yeah and they come in either like kind of a tube where you just get the neck cover and you can pull it up and cover the ears as well then they have the really fancy ones that i guess are made for super sub zero temperatures they cover everything but your eyes 
but I am a subscriber to that. Anything below 10 degrees, I'm all about that because, I don't know, I'm a lightweight, I guess, in the winter. So <laughs> I need a lot of layers and definitely the neck and face warmer is one of those things. Yeah, I'll usually break it out once it's a little bit colder than you. I'm usually around zero, I'll bring it out. And a fun thing with the face shield that I always find is that if it's cold enough, the condensation from your breathing into it will freeze it. You don't really notice it until later in the run when you've pulled it down around your neck and you finally stop your run and you try and get it off and you have this big frozen mess around your neck. But when it's up, it's well worth it. Yeah, for sure. And you can pick these up. I'm just looking at uh, runningwarehouse.com. You can get these things right now on sale for like 14, 15 bucks. So well worth the, well worth the investment. And there's a bunch of different types of them as well. Uh, some of them, I believe Under Armour sells one that's fitted. So it actually will fit to your chin. Whereas the one that I run with, and I believe you run with the same one, it's really just like a tube. So it kind of drapes off of your chin. Uh, but it's since it's stretchy, it kind of pulls in a little bit, but it's not quite as contoured. But just something to think about when you're out there looking at them. And you may want to try different types and see what fits you best. Sounds good. So moving on to number four. Uh, I don't know about you, Joe, but when we're done with a cold run, I love a warm cup of coffee. I'm more of a hot cocoa guy, but... I hear you, Brian. And it's it's something simple that, you know, as you're out there on your run, you just know you get it at the end and you just drive to it. And, you know, you wrap your hands around that warm cup when you're done and you're frozen to the core and then you start drinking it and you feel the heat coming back and your hands are warming up. And it's just that tactile sensation. It's, you know, just something to help pull you through. And it's a great motivator, something very simple, but it does a job. Now, for me, too, I, I must admit it's not just the hot chocolate. It's the uh, it's the donut or two or three that goes along with it. So I like I like to pair the hot chocolate with something like that. Uh, and you know what? It makes, the, it makes the run go by that much quicker when you know there's a couple donuts and a hot chocolate waiting for you. And Joe's also a whipped cream guy. He's always got the hot chocolate with the whipped cream and the cherry and sprinkles. and Absolutely. You got to go full out, right? Especially if it's a long run. If it's a long run, you can you can definitely treat yourself. You earn you those calories. That's right. All right. So after you get to the hot cocoa, or in order to get to your hot cocoa, number three, you want to make sure for the winter you've got good traction control. So there's solutions out there on the market. Uh, you can get something uh, like Yak Tracks where you can fit them over your shoes. Make sure if you're going to be running on a on a snowy you know, icy surface, you're going to get traction. Or if you go out to YouTube, people and just uh, ask people, they've got some great solution out there. For example, uh, people use sheet metal screws, just take an old pair of shoes, put in, uh, make sure that I guess they don't go through the, sh- all the way through the sole into <laughs> pass there. So measure and look at the video, but yeah, you can use sheet metal screws to get uh, traction uh, so one of our buddies had turned me on to this a few years ago and I made a pair out of my favorite old pair of shoes and it, it, they really do work well. I mean, it gives you that, that, uh, the right amount of traction out there and allows you to have one less, ex- one less excuse when the weather gets bad. Now I'm one who's actually never tried yak tracks or screw shoes, but I'm also the guy who every winter hits the pavement once or twice. So 
even though I don't have the experience using them, I can tell you it's well worth saving yourself those bruises on your hips and your knees. And, you know, hopefully nobody's out there banging their head on the ground because they're not using them. That should be your, your project this week to make some of these sheet metal screw shoes. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You could do it. You could do a whole DIY video and post it here. That would be. See, but if I don't have them, I can run on the treadmill. I've got a good excuse. Yes, no, that would be a, definitely a bad combination <laughs> to, to throw those onto the, to the treadmill. So please, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, make sure you have a spare set of shoes. So I guess moving on to number two, we're, we're getting close to the end here. Tights. Yes, I said tights. You're a tights man, huh, Brian? Yes, I am. Uh, for a long time, I wasn't, but... Uh, If you haven't gotten out there in tights, I suggest you get a pair. Uh, They tend to be a little bit thicker than, you know, when you think of tights, especially for a guy who is not familiar with wearing them. They really do keep you warm. It's a great layer of protection on your legs. Uh, I was very against it in the beginning. You know, you get very self-conscious very quickly in them. I started running in windbreaker pants and then over the years i finally was like huh maybe there is something to these because everybody else has them so i got them and i was so self-conscious so i put on shorts on top of them and eventually i was just like this really doesn't matter what i look like and you know you you just get used to it and especially when you look around it's a lot easier you know if you're running in a group of people who have them especially in the beginning and then you'll get to the point where you just stop caring. But they they really do work wonders. They keep you warm. You know, there's a reason why Joe Namath warm. I don't know about Joe Namath, but I'm I'm definitely a big fan. Yeah, and they come in. You mentioned thickness. I know. Uh, I'll th- throw out Under Armour name again. Yeah, I've got some Under Armour that they're almost. Um, I don't know. They're like fuzzy inside, so they're they're definitely warmer. You can wear a single pair down to probably about 15 degrees, 10 degrees. Um, but then, yeah, some of those others are uber thin. So you want to definitely uh, get the appropriate pair for the temperature. But I fully recommend, too. I think the the warmth factor is there. And then, I don't know, maybe there is something to, you know, kind of supporting the muscles. I know they're not – there's pairs out there that are made for that with uh, those kind of properties where they're supposed to uh, help – protect the muscles and you know all that good stuff but there's probably something to it yeah and that's a great point there there are many kinds out there and they all support different things you know just to drop a couple other brands out there for people to look into even columbia columbia sells those now that have that reflective liner like they were putting in the jackets Uh, again you know it's just one more way to keep heat and do they work i'm not sure i haven't tried running in them uh, but something worth trying, if, especially if you're going to be out there in the cold weather. That's a good point. I guess the other thing, too, the other technology a lot of these tights are incorporating is, I mean, most of them are just straight up, you know, they're black. But a lot of them are starting to put the reflective strips in there, too, which is probably pretty smart. I don't know why they weren't always included in there, but the stuff I'm wearing from circa 2008, <laughs> it's like... Yeah, they have no reflective uh, technology in there, so uh, the newer stuff, much better, all facets. So now our number one, you ready, drumroll, Brian? Number one way to get through the winter, 
treadmill. This is personally my favorite. I don't know if it's your favorite, Brian, but... It I wouldn't think... be number one if it wasn't. Okay, well, <laughs> I was making it number one no matter what. But yeah, the, the treadmill, I think, is just a quintessential tool. It's, it's, it's an awesome tool for, for year-round. There's so many advantages of it, which we can kind of walk through, and it lends itself so well to the winter. I mean, the traction, all this stuff we talked about, it's, if you've got the treadmill, you just grab the pair of shorts, you grab the top, the shoes, you're ready to roll. Um, you know, fine, bring your, your iPod or whatever you want to listen to, but it makes, it makes planning super easy. Um, which is one of the big reasons I like it. The other thing is it's just, it's safety. So you don't have to worry about the ice. You don't have to worry about, you know, is it dark out there? Um, so that's probably the, the number one reason I do it there. Um, Yes, there's some laziness involved there too, but it's the safety factor in the winter. Yeah, and it's great too because I'm one for who is typically late by three to five minutes, and I run with the same people most days, and they end up waiting for me. But with a treadmill, you know, everybody, we all show up at the same gym approximately the same time, but I can be a little bit late as usual, and I'm not holding them up. But you know, it it's. It really helps with all of the things we've said on this list. Uh, counteracts the darkness, counteracts the cold. Uh, we mentioned the coffee. You don't have that cold core, so you don't, you know, you're not dependent on that. Traction isn't an issue. You can still wear the tights if you want to look damn sexy. Yeah, it's a it's a good point though about running together because I think most people would kind of dismiss or laugh about that, right? Like. But it, it really does help. And if you're doing quality or some kind of harder workout or running with people from different abilities, it is really nice because, yeah, it doesn't matter when you get there or how far you're running. Um, you're, you're always going to be together. So that's a really good advantage to point out. The other thing I would point out, too, is just I know boredom. Brian, what's your nickname for the treadmill? The treadmill. The treadmill. So a couple of the things – and uh, Brian's going to laugh at this, but, you know, books on tape. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get through these treadmill runs. If I mean, you've, you're going to have long winters. So I've gravitated towards uh, the books on tape so somebody can read me the book a lot easier that way. Um, but if you have something like that where you've got eight or ten hours worth of material, that that's going to help you get through it. And then also just if you're at home, I mean, get yourself a DVR or Netflix or something and throw it in front of the uh, the treadmill it that has been huge too so i've got a treadmill at home um and then the treadmill at work like brian was saying and uh at home i'll you know just try to find whatever it is that that's interesting if there's live sports on great i'll throw that on otherwise i'll uh i'll go to the netflix and just find something and i've even done i'm trying to think what my longest is i've probably done like a 2 hour long run and uh I want to say I used, what's the movie? The Miracle on, is it Miracle? About the... Yeah, Miracle, the, the 1984 hockey it, movie. Is it 80 or 84? I don't know. Oh, sorry, I think you're right. It's 80. 80, okay. Anyway, so yeah, so I, I threw that on. I had seen the movie before, but I, I was thinking, you know what? I, I need something that's not going to be broken into little chunks when we channel surf, and I threw that on, and it actually... The, the the run flew by. So I've tried to do movies here or there and TV shows, but, but get content, I, I guess, is what I'm saying, whether it's something you're watching or something you're listening to. Or a Go. podcast. Podcasts are great. I, if 
you know, if you could find like a good running one or something like that, I definitely recommend do, it. Do you have any that come to mind that they could listen to, Joe? Any? Uh, you know what? Not off the top of my mind. Maybe we should we should do like a maybe a quick show on it one of these weeks. What do you think? That's a good idea. <laughs> so yeah, so definitely number one uh, with authority, treadmill. I completely agree with you on that. So with that, I think we're about done with our top eight things to help plow through winter running. Anything else you want to add, Joe? Stay warm. That's a great piece of advice. And on that note, as always, I'm Brian. You can hit me up on Twitter at RunGooseRun. And that's Joe. And you can always reach him on Twitter at McRunner26. And until next week, keep warm and keep running. Want more info on the podcast? Head over to milesnotincluded.com. Are you on Twitter? We are too. Find us at MNI Podcast. Any questions, comments, or even like to be a guest on the show? Hit us up at podcast at milesnotincluded.com. Music.